Hello, and welcome to another episode of Read and React. I'm Ben Ladner, and joining me on the other line is John Sauber. How you doing, man? Uh, really good. Uh, big story today, obviously. Sixers basketball tipping off at 7.30. I would never not make those jokes at the open of a box. As soon as you said we have a big story, I knew exactly where this was coming. I'm just surprised Derek Walton didn't make his way into this one. Well, well, Derek Walton hasn't, hasn't signed anywhere yet. When he does, we'll make sure we incorporate him back in. Uh, he definitely hasn't signed for five years, $228 million. Who did that, Ben? Well, a guy by the name of Giannis Antetokounmpo, who uh, plays for, in some ways, the Sixers' Eastern Conference rival, although I don't know if there's much of a rivalry there. Uh, but that is the big story of the day, obviously, if you pay any attention to the NBA. Or even if you don't, I, this felt like one of those stories that actually was being covered beyond just the scope of like the NBA internet and kind of the main sphere of NBA media. But yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo is sticking around in Milwaukee. At least that's the plan for now. Uh, he signed earlier today a five-year, $228 million Supermax ex- extension, according to Shams Charania, who I, I believe had it first. Woj later reported that the fifth year is a player option. So he'll have a little bit more flexibility than it initially seemed. If he picks up that option, it'll take him through the 2026 season in Milwaukee. If he does not, he can become a free agent in the summer of 2025. This is, I mean, obviously this is huge news. This was kind of the shoe we were waiting to see drop throughout the entire offseason. We were wondering if Giannis was going to sign the Supermax. We wondered if it was smart for him to sign the Supermax. We wondered what it would mean if he didn't sign the Supermax. Um, and, you know, he had the chance, I think, to take it up to December 21st, the day before the season started. Um, and instead, he decided to sign six days before that and commit to a long-term future in Milwaukee. So I, I guess the place to start for this, I mean, obviously, this is a huge win for the Bucks, But from Giannis's perspective, is this a smart move for him committing to this team and probably this core of players for the next five years? Nope. Uh, I don't think committing for five years is the issue. I think it's doing it now. Like, no matter what happened to Giannis this season, he was getting this exact same offer at the end of it, you know, before free agency started. So why not, why not see how this plays out uh, and then go from there? Because here's the thing. There's now a very real scenario where Giannis doesn't make a finals over the next six years. Like, because it's going to be really hard for them to retool this team – uh, they have him locked up. They have Middleton locked up. Uh, I, I would assume they're going to lock Drew Holiday up uh, now that they have Giannis locked up. And they have no way to kind of add any depth. They have no way to add another star talent. This is just the team that they're going to have. And, you know, the closer we get to the season, the more I wonder how good it's going to be because even the the shine of how good it is in the regular season is kind of lost now because you can't play these guys 30 minutes anymore because if you do, you're going to get demolished in the other 18 minutes. Like they, they've got to be on the court for 32, 34, 36 minutes in the regular season now too. And like, is that really what we wanted here? Uh, I, I don't know. It's just, I think it's poor timing. Uh, you know, he's allowed to want what he wants. And if he wants Milwaukee, you know, that's more power to him, but it just doesn't make any sense because he could have had this in seven months from now. Yeah. And you've now got Giannis and Middleton taking up, 60, 65% of the cap for the next three seasons, including this one. Middleton has a probably four seasons, honestly, because Middleton has a $40.4 million player option for the 2024 season, which at this point, I would say it's likely that he picks up uh, unless Chris Middleton just has the career renaissance of career renaissances uh, in the 2023 season. But that's a lot of money to pay to two players. Those two players might be worth it. Giannis obviously is the back-to-back reigning MVP. 
Chris Middleton is a really good player, but you are locked into this core, which is not a young core. I mean, Giannis is somewhat young. He's now 26, but the rest of this team, like Brooke Lopez is on the older side. Chris Middleton is on the older side. Even Drew Holiday is arguably kind of on the, the other side of the hill in his career. And a lot of these pieces that they're looking at as potential long-term pieces who are going to be taking up a lot of the cap if they stick around are on the older side of things. And so I, I'm kind of with you. I'm not sure it makes sense for Giannis to tie his, you know, to tie himself, his wagon to this particular horse, whatever the analogy is there that I'm looking for, because like, I don't know if this is the situation that gives him the opportunity to win the most championships over the next five years. And again, like you said, he can value whatever he values. If that's loyalty, if that's the city of Milwaukee, if that's these teammates, if that's the, the situation, just something he likes about being in this situation with this franchise, he can sign for whatever reasons he wants to. And, and there's no reason to begrudge him of that, but it does feel like, because as you said, he can, he could have signed this exact same contract in the summer of 2021 after he has more information about what the next five years might look like. It, it does seem a little risky for that type of player to lock into this particular situation and surrender the flexibility that could have come with waiting another few months. Yeah. And you know, it just, he, 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 he gave up any sort of uh, flexibility for himself. He gave up, I mean, this might be a stretch, but I feel like he gave up a real chance to win a title over the next five years. I really don't see them winning a championship with this group unless they make drastic changes. Like think about their playoff rotation now. Yes, they have their top three in Middleton, Giannis, and Drew Holiday. And then who do you have? You have Brooke Lopez, who is aging uh, pretty quickly. He's got a lot of minutes under him, even though I think he's only 31. Uh, and, and you have a bunch of guys in like Torrey Craig and Britton Forbes and DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson and all of these guys who are fine but have a pretty big flaw that make them tough to play in the playoffs. So basically you've got four guys that you know are in your playoff rotation and in the big three in, in Lopez, uh, a fifth in DiVincenzo, and then you don't know. So suddenly the depth that was the strength is no longer strength, which honestly, I like they, it just seems like they just didn't get it. Like everyone was saying last year, like, oh, they're playing their depth too much. They need to, you know, just play their top guys more in the playoffs. So, so instead of just doing that, they, they depleted the depth. <laughs> like you don't have to get rid of the depth. You can keep the depth, play can the you? hot hand. Can yeah, because Mike Budenholzer is your coach. I mean, well, that's the thing. You kind of like, have to take away that option. Like, so here's the thing: if that's the case, he should have been fired. Point blank. Well, maybe like so. If, yeah. yeah, like, and then then that's a whole another issue. You know, that I don't know. This just doesn't. It doesn't feel like. Again, if if what he desires is loyalty and stay in Milwaukee his whole career, then I then he obviously did the right thing, and you know we should all be happy for him. But if what he really desires is championships, I don't think this is the right decision. Um, I don't know that he'll ever win one with this core in Milwaukee. I don't think – if I had to choose, I would say he doesn't. Uh, I don't think he's beating LeBron as long as LeBron's playing at this level. Um, and then there will be other teams that step up. And, and, again, they couldn't even get past the heat in the second round last year. Uh, as much as I love Drew Holiday, he's not the guy that puts you over the top there because you still lack the same uh, creation issues offensively. Um, it, I don't know. It just – it feels premature. And I, I would have to think – I have to think that – the Bucks assured him if in two years or a year or three years he wants out, that they'll move him. Like there has to be a handshake agreement that if he wants gone, 
they'll get him out and they'll send him where he wants to go. And if that's the case, then this might be a good decision because then he can go somewhere and really compete rather than just being limited to three places where, uh, you know, he, he can fit into cap space, but still like, I don't know. You just didn't have to do that right now. Well, that's the other interesting thing of this because unlike a lot of other players who have signed supermax deals, John Wall, Russell Westbrook, even James Harden. Now Giannis might actually have, trade value on this contract like he he this might be a positive value contract for the bucks because Giannis is that good and he's not going to be old but I mean he's going to be what 31 when this contract runs out that's as old as James Harden is right now now that next contract might be a little bit of an albatross by the end but this deal there are teams out there that if Giannis does get frustrated if he wants out if the bucks decide hey we're not going to be competitive even with Giannis on our team we want to trade him, they might be able to get assets by trading this contract, which he, I mean, he would have to be the first player in the history of the Supermax to ever fetch an asset other than the wall Westbrook trade, because they were both on Supermaxes, but he would have to be the first player in the history of the Supermax to fetch an asset in return for that contract, just because all the other ones have been such a disaster. But this one doesn't seem like it's going to be a disaster barring significant injury. I mean, he, to, I, I expect him to live up to this this contract and more, you know? So I think from that standpoint, like the bucks have to be thrilled about this, obviously. And, you know, as long as Giannis is on your team, you can talk yourself into being competitive for a championship, but if they reach the point where one side feels that they aren't and, and they have that conversation, I don't see this as being a, an impossible contract to move. Yeah. And, and this makes, I mean, the obvious take here is that this does make sense for Milwaukee from every sense. Like, um, and, and, and I guess, you know, the, the idea of having more flexibility and, and, uh, and going wherever he wants, you know what I mean? Forcing a trade to whatever destination he wants has some credence, but at the same time, if you make that decision, like you said, they're going to give up a lot. And what team are you walking into after they just traded for you? You know, uh, they're, you're, you're walking into a depleted franchise. That's probably just had to, like you said, move, move heaven to, to, just to get them. And, and then when, when that happens, it's, it's the same situation you're in in Milwaukee. And, and so it's rendered kind of useless. So that's smart for Milwaukee because like it kind of traps him into being there, even if he wants out, because then it's like, well, we're going to need a lot. So you're just going to go there and it's going to be the same team just in a different city and he'll be stuck. Let's turn to some other winners and losers. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. ...from this move, because I think this does have ripple effects throughout the NBA. To me, the three teams I look at are Toronto, Dallas, and Miami. 
because those seemed like kind of the three suitors that were going to be in play for Giannis in the summer of 2021 if he reached free agency. And obviously, and, you know, they spent the summer clearing cap space, signing guys to one-year deals, keeping their 2021 space open. Now the biggest piece of that offseason is off the board and, and those three franchises and anyone else who was aligning themselves to potentially make a pitch to Giannis is going to have to pivot and, and find something else. So if you're Dallas, Toronto, Miami, if you think there's someone else in that mix, you can say so. But take any of those teams, all of those teams, whatever it is, what's the plan B here? How do you, now that you know you can't get Giannis, where are you looking if you're one of those three teams? I don't know that any team other than Dallas can have a concrete plan B. Uh, Dallas can trade Kristaps and try and sort of do what they need to to cash that asset in. Um, Miami can't trade Bam now because they signed him to the extension, uh, and they don't really have the assets to get guys outside of that because, quite frankly, trading Tyler Hero and literally everyone else to match salary is not a smart move. Like, you were literally limiting yourself to three players on your roster. Well, it's not smart because they'd have to give up Tyler Hero. You can't part with that kind of asset. Uh, if you want more on that, there's plenty of discussion from us in previous episodes. Um, but but no, like, where does Miami pivot to? Like, if it's James Harden, that's going to be a train wreck. We talked about that before. Like, there's there's no – that's not a real fit for them culturally or, you know, from a basketball standpoint. Uh, and if you're Toronto, honestly, if I'm Masai, if I'm Masai I'm, I might just strip it down this year now. Like I might just buy the deadline, send it all off and start over because now that Giannis isn't available, uh, Paul George also isn't available. Bradley Beal also isn't available. Like guys are falling off of that, that free agent market that, that were once thought to be there. Uh, and it's turning into a pretty, you know, an above average class to an average class rather than this, you know, monster class that everyone made it out to be for so long, including, you know, us. I think Toronto is sort of the most aimless now. Uh, Miami can just run it back, but there's less of a clear path to improvement. And Dallas is probably in the best spot because they have Luca, and the other two teams don't. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Miami is the tricky one to me. I actually think Toronto, they're just such a stable and good organization with talent already in the, the fold. Although Miami has Jimmy and Bam, but it, it remains to be seen how Jimmy's going to age. Um, I mean, this was going to be a stacked free agent class. Like, you're not wrong about that. And Kawhi Leonard will still be out there as, as a, a 10-year, you know, max-eligible veteran. You assume he'll get, um, you know, the most possible money he can. And while it seems likely that that's going to be with the Clippers, I don't think that's a guarantee. So I think teams can still talk themselves into chasing Kawhi and, and adding him as that missing piece. But Giannis is now off the board. Paul George is now off the board. And so that's two of the biggest guys in that class who – you know, now are, are kind of locked up unless they ask for a trade. Kyle Lowry is kind of, you're kind of getting into that next tier. Drew Holiday looks like a guy who's going to stick around where he is. Rudy Gobert potentially could be on the market. But other than that, you're not looking at a whole lot of stars. So you're right. What looked like a, a really fertile free agent class and, you know, one that could really induce a lot of chaos around the league and shake up the landscape is now looking like, you know, maybe just another summer where, a couple of guys change teams that maybe move the needle in subtle ways, but, but no superstars are really going anywhere. I do think this makes an OG and an OB extension more likely because they're not shrinking their cap space by doing that deal. Um, or they are, but it, it doesn't matter because they're not chasing that max level guy anymore, unless they want to bring Kawhi back, which I think would make sense, but seems unlikely. Uh, so I would expect that to get done at some point. 
because he's a really good player and, and one that I think they want to have around. But yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to see how these three teams aren't losers uh, as, as kind of a byproduct of this extension. Yeah. And, and like I said, the Mavs are just going to be fine. Like it's, it's not really a concern for them. Uh, I don't think Luke, like you have Luca, you're good. You, you will figure out, you, you have the cap space. That's the thing. They're not burdened by any deals. Chris Stops is an asset. It's not like a contract that you can't get off of, but you know, it, it, it really, really sucks for Toronto. Like I, what is the future now? You know what I mean? Like they were so banking on having the chance to get him that, that the future is Siakam in, in Ananobi uh, and Fred Van Vliet. Kyle Lowry still has value. You can, you can still sell him. Honestly, like I wouldn't be against. I don't think against... they need to. I think they're content with bringing Lowry. He'll, he'll be a free agent after this season. I think they can bring him back well, that's on like a, a medium-sized deal can... for three years. And like the, the Raptors could be the two seed in the East this year. I don't think they can. They could. They're, I don't know that they will be, but they could. They're gonna I, don't even, I don't even think they can be. Masai wants to win titles. I know he does, but can you not do that with – I mean, they, they can still It gets harder once you pay – it gets, it's, it gets harder once to add guys to your core once you start having to re-sign these guys. Okay, but, the, but you can look out a, a little ways and, and see a way for them to add stars. Like, it's not impossible for this team to so, improve. Point is they like, could make the conference finals this season. That's not nothing. If you want to be the Pacers, be the Pacers. Like, if that's what a team wants, but then, but again, the I think they're, they're so much better than the Pacers. The Pacers, the early 2010s Pacers. There's no real avenue to becoming better. Okay, so what's the alternative then? The alternative is trying to, to get some assets for Lowry, trying to get some assets. You can still be good this year, be a four seed, a five seed. You may not become a title contender if you trade Lowry, but maybe you get a couple of assets and you can take another shot at getting, build that asset chest. And then the next, you know, when it's Devin Booker or Carl Anthony Towns that comes available or, or Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid or whoever, then you have the assets and you're in contention for that. Like you're, if you keep Kyle Lowry, you have no chance at that because you just yeah. don't have the assets for it. You have no opportunity. So the point I'm making is you build a war chest. You build that – that that it, it's sort of what the Pelicans are doing, I guess, more than Thunder because the Pelicans are trying to compete while also trying to build assets. Like you do it that way, you get those assets, and then when that guy comes available, you try and go get him. That makes sense. Yeah, I it's could, it's, 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 yeah it's, it's superstar hunting in a sort of – the opposite it's superstar hunting by taking a, a very mild step back. Like really like, yeah. So they're that, making yeah, the playoffs I, this year. They're I, absolutely I making as, the playoffs this year. I sort of interpreted it more as, as you saying like they should tank or something. And that just didn't. No, 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 no. They're good. They're, they're too good to tank. Right. Like, that's that's if you what trade, I'm If you trade Siakam, you can tank. Sure. But even then you're still pretty good. Well, uh, any other thoughts on Dallas and, um, just, and Miami as far I as just don't, Giannis? Thing. I just don't think like it matters as much to Dallas. Like I said, like they're just good. They're really yeah. good. They have a guy that's a top ten player in the league already, and they have avenues to improve. Like they've, unlike Toronto, they've got outlets, uh, you know, to cap space in future years, like in twenty two, if they want it. Uh, that Toronto probably doesn't have because of Lowry and and Ananobi and everything. Um, with Miami, like I don't know, it just. It, it feels kind of like this is probably just going to be their team now. And that's okay. I don't think it can win a title. I think, I don't, I, I don't think last year was a fluke. I think I've called it that a couple of times. That's probably the wrong term. I think they probably hit their absolute peak last year, you know, for this team. And I think they're probably oh, no sort question. of what you're calling Toronto now is like the, 
they can make a conference finals and be a top four team. And the difference for Miami is that because they play on South beach, like they can go get guys whenever they want them. Like it just matters less, you know? Uh, so I, I think there's less concern there, but I do think they're, they're up. Can I, can I give you a, are. can I give you a hot take? Yes. Or maybe you could call it a cold take. I would rather live in Toronto than Miami. I would too, but I, like that's just indicative of who you and I. are. I know, are yeah, that, that's that's yeah, what that's, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I don't think you're. I'd rather live in Portland would. if I were an NBA player. Oh, I'd love to live in Portland. Why don't more NBA players want to play in Portland? That place seems awesome. Anyway, an, another winner to me here is just the rest of the 2021 free agent class. Yeah, they're all getting overpaid now. Right, there's more money that you don't have to give to, or that you can't give to Giannis. So you got to give it to someone else and. I don't know. Maybe it's Mike Conley. Maybe it's. Um, it isn't going to be Mike Conley. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's Demar Derozan. Like someone out there is going to get more money than they probably deserve, probably from the Knicks, and you know that's good for them. Like I don't begrudge yeah. players for that at all. And and I think a lot of those guys in that free agent class are probably pretty happy right now. Yeah, uh, I'll be interested to see what happens with Drew. I assume he opts out. Uh, Rudy Gobert is interesting now too. Like. There's still no extension there. Uh, that's something you and I sort of traded some trade ideas back and forth off the pod. Uh, I, th- I think there's a ch- real chance he gets moved just because, again, there's no reporting here, but like they haven't signed him yet. Like, why isn't this done? This one felt easy. Uh, you know, and there's only six days left to do it. So, and well, then, I mean, he, he th- by the way, this feels, he probably feels like he's a max player and the Jazz rightfully feel like he isn't because like for I all think of he's a impact, max player I don't think he's a super max player but outside of him like there's still not a lot in that free agent class uh it's like Schroeder Fournier like you said uh DeMar DeRozan LaMarcus Aldridge in there Victor Oladipo has not looked good again uh which is now starting to become a real concern I know it's preseason games but it's a health thing like he just doesn't look like an explosive athlete anymore um and it's a weak class like it's kind of a weak class especially if Kawhi opts in um, I don't know. There's uh, this went from it look, like it looked like this was going to be a really fun free agency period to like, well, this sucks. Like all these teams have cap space. Can't wait in two years when everyone that was a free agent this year is just wildly overpaid. Uh, especially because like the 22 class actually looks like it will be good. Um, depending obviously what happens with everyone. Uh, yeah. but I would assume Brad Beal is out at that point and that's when he's available and Kawhi and Jimmy Butler can opt out and Steph Curry could be available and on and on and on. I got to say another, I think another winner from this is teams who use their cap space this off season. Like the, the Hawks obviously come to mind because they made a ton of moves and had, they had the most, you're looking, you're giving me a look. The listeners can't see it, but you're giving me a look. <laughs> they had the most cap space in the league this summer. They spent basically all of it on you know a, a lot of guys like they they made a lot of moves and really shook up their roster and i think one of the criticisms of that could have been well now you've kind of hamstrung yourself for 2021 well it looks like maybe 2021 won't be as loaded as we thought and so to get good players on reasonable contracts this off season that are going to be on your roster for the next few years like teams i mean atlanta is just one example of that there are others but Teams that did that went ahead and did that this offseason, I think that was smart. Like, I mean, the Gordon Hayward contract is probably an exception there, although I see what Charlotte was kind of going for. But but the teams that were proactive in the 2020 offseason and went ahead and made those roster additions, 
and now don't have to worry about 2021 are looking maybe more prescient than, um, than we thought they might have at the time. Eh, I don't know. Most of those teams weren't getting those guys anyways. If I were a GM, I would feel good if I knew what my roster was going to be and knew I had good players under contract and didn't have to worry about like maybe handing out a bad contract in the summer of 2021 because you're over a barrel and this guy's the only good guy available and now you have to give him 25 million. That's all. I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think like you you used your flexibility this year as opposed to having flexibility next year and having nothing to do with it. That's I mean, all. that's fair. I just, I just don't think it's that, like, it's that big of a thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't go as far as calling them a winner. Like, maybe it's true, but I also think there's a reasonable chance that they're worse off because of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw in another group of winners here. Uh, guys with, who signed one-year deals with team options for 2021. Those options are probably now more likely to be picked up. Goran Dragic is an example here. Aaron Baines for the Raptors. Those probably, guys are probably going to get guaranteed because, you know, what are those teams doing with the space anyway? And the last winner, and I mean this sincerely, Milwaukee Bucks fans, congratulations to you. Yeah. You are now spared of an entire year hearing about – Well, and they keep you honest. Like, let's be clear. Like, well, they're yeah, keeping that you too. honest. That's, that's the main thing. That too. But now you don't have to hear about, well, where's Giannis going to go? Wouldn't he look great in a Laker uniform? Could he join up in Brooklyn? Is he going to go to New York? What's he going to do? You don't have to put up with any of that anymore. And we don't have to put up with it either. Insufferable speculation. We don't have to live through that anymore. I think that's going to be nice, not having to hear every single day, every time Giannis dunks in transition, hearing about the fact that he's going to be a free agent, and well, where's he going to go? <laughs> Could you imagine every dunk, and Giannis throws it down on his way to 21 free agency? <laughs> that's why he is the leading player in the 2021 free agency, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You can have that man if you have super max space in this summer. But I'm glad that we don't have to put up with that anymore. And it's yeah, a, I am too. For a small it's, market. It would be cool yeah. if Giannis spent his entire career in Milwaukee, ideally winning multiple championships. I, I think, just don't think that's feasible at this point. Well, maybe point. not, but it, it, it's a good thing. I, I think it is yeah. a reason to be happy that the homegrown guy stayed with the hometown team in a smaller market for a fan base that I, I think you know deserves to have a player like that to cheer for. I think it's a good thing. For, for really everyone except for those rooting for him to just go to New York or L.A. or wherever. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Anything else from a Bucks perspective here that we haven't already touched on? Nothing major. You know, the, the players will be focused probably more so this year, less distractions surrounding the team, especially with Drew because he probably knows he's getting locked up too after this year um, if he declines his option. So 
just more stability for that franchise. And honestly, like I do think it's going to create the storyline of was this a mistake? Because I think there is a chance that this is like a three seed. If the regular season gets weird enough, you know what I mean? Like if, uh, if they just don't gel right off the bat and then they don't have the depth to play like Budenholzer wants to, but he keeps trotting the depth out there anyways. Like, I think that's realistic. And, like, you laugh and I laugh, but, like, I mean, the dude will run the strategy into the ground, like literally into the ground and did it to all the way to elimination the last two playoffs. So, like, I think that's a realistic possibility and there's a chance they get in the playoffs. And if they're the three seed and they're running into the Nets in the first round, I would take them in that series, but it, it is. I cool. would too, but things can get weird. I'll pose I don't this think to you. I don't think if I guess what I'm saying is I don't think a first round exit's off the table for Milwaukee this year. No, I don't think so at all. Um, it, it never, Which is terrifying if you just traded your next five drafts and re-signed Giannis for five years with like the core you have in place and no no great way to build around him. Anyone three through six in the East, same as last year, could lose in the first round, and it wouldn't surprise me. I'll pose this to you before we leave. Over or under, I think I know your answer, but over or under half a championship for the Milwaukee Bucks during the life of this contract? Under. I don't think he's on the team in the next, uh, after two more years. Yeah, I'm going to say he plays the whole way through and they win at least one championship. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. It's, it's attainable. It I just likely. don't think they'll do it. I don't think it seems likely. I don't think it seems likely for almost any one team. One out of the next five? Yeah, I don't think it seems likely for any team other than the Lakers in the next five. Okay. But I think it's attainable for sure. Likely okay, well, is like yeah. – to me, likely is like you're talking like 60 70% chance it happens, and there's no way that that's well, the real yeah, – Okay, that's, that's fair. Like yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll it, well, that's the thing, though. Had he gone to Toronto or Miami or Dallas, I think it becomes likely, especially if he'd gone to Dallas. Like I think it becomes really likely that he wins multiple titles. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I mean, it kind of takes us back to what we said at the top, which is this – I mean, can you even make the case that this is the, the quote-unquote right move just from the perspective of winning championships? And no, again, it's not. It's not even not the second-best move. And again, we're not going to question Giannis's decision or say he made the wrong decision because he made the decision on his terms. He made the decision he wanted. He made the right decision. Yeah, prioritizing what he felt was important, and that's his right. But – purely in the scope of winning championships and maximizing your championship potential. I am not sure that there's an argument this, that Milwaukee is going to be the best situation for him over the life of, of this five-year contract. So we'll see. I hope the Bucks win a title. I think that would be good for the league. I think that'd be good for Giannis. We shall see. That is, I think all we have to say about this contract. Good for Giannis securing the bag. Always, uh, always good. Love to see that for an NBA We like to secure the bag here. Yes. Um, We are continually securing the bag at Read and React. Those ad revenue checks just keep on flowing in, as as you know, John. Uh, Well, next episode will be part one of our two-part mega season preview. So people can look forward to that. Stay tuned. Early voting has begun in Georgia. So if you live in Georgia, go ahead and vote. Find uh, whatever precinct is nearest to you that is open for early voting. Go ahead and do that. Or you can vote absentee. You can vote on January 5th, which is election day for the Senate runoff. Other than that, everyone stay safe. Wear a mask. We are patiently awaiting the vaccine. And John, until next time, I'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon.
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.